welcome everybody to another episode of Green Thumbprint. I am Keith, joined by Elise. Hello, Elise. How are you doing? Good. Uh, it's been a while since we've recorded. We're hoping to generate some more now that we've turned the corner into February of 2015. I'm in a t-shirt enjoying the sun and warmth of the Bay Area. Um, where do we find you? Uh, I am in a sweater enjoying the warmth of the indoors of the Target building in Minnesota. Minnesota. And so Minnesota is going to be ground zero for this episode um, because we're going to talk about your involvement in a particular issue that's very important to you there that um, not only has involved a lot of your time and energy over months, um, but you've also written an article on this uh, on our blog. So again, our blog is Green Thumbprint with the address of ourgreenthumbprint.blogspot.com and you can find Elise's uh, great article called A Window into Declining Bird Populations. Elise, do you want to give us just, you know, a sort of conversational overview of what you've been involved with? Uh, sure, yeah. Uh, so in Minneapolis, there's this uh, fairly well-known, I think, football team called the Vikings, and they, which I did not know of before moving to Minneapolis, but <laughs> now I spend uh, a fairly large portion of every day thinking about them. Did you know that there was a Super Bowl last week? I did hear hear about that, okay. yeah. <laughs> um, Just to show that we're not completely removed from the culture of uh, our country. Right, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the Vikings team has is building a new stadium in the center of downtown Minneapolis. And the stadium is unique in uh, the way that it contains about 200,000 square feet of uh, highly reflective glass. So um, it's a enormous structure and it is located uh, right next to the Mississippi River hmm. which is uh, central to one of the largest or the largest migration path in North America. Mm -hmm. uh, so over 50% of North American birds spend some time uh, flying either in or flying over this, this area. And what I did not no, a few years ago, I know now, which is that uh, window collisions, so birds, when they're flying, uh, they cannot uh, detect glass in the same way that we do. So either <clears throat> for glass that, like in a skyway where you have glass on two sides, uh, birds don't see the glass and they try to pass through, or if it's reflective, um, a lot of times the glass will reflect either sky or habitat, such as adjacent trees, and uh, they'll try to fly into that, that habitat and end up dying. So <clears throat> a second 
to second to or on par with cats these window collisions is thought to be uh, the primary cause of of bird mortality uh, in the world so um, between house these are house cats in that house are cats. house yeah. cats that are outside are killing a huge number of birds as well as birds colliding into glass and what is the, like the estimated amount of that so um mortality? the estimates are really hard to make just because um you know there's a lot of variation on different different buildings and a lot of times birds will will hit the glass and won't die immediately they'll fly off and, and die somewhere else uh, but the estimates range from 300 million birds per year just in North America, um, and that's the very lowest estimate, to about 1 billion birds. So Is that a year? Per year, just oh in my. North America. Just oh a my God. crazy number of birds it, uh, in the, during fall migration. So a lot of these songbirds that we all love, maybe not all of us, but uh, those of us that uh, have reasonable interest. Um, they, many of them are migratory and uh, during fall migration, uh, there are, tend to be more, more birds because they've just bred and uh, had juveniles um, or offspring. And <laughs> the, uh, the numbers are so high that it's thought to be about close to 5% of all fall migrants end up being killed by these window collisions. Oh, brother. This is horrible. Um, you have provided a number of amazing <laughs> and extensive resources on the website for more information. So what I want to shift now to ask you is your personal involvement. Like you became aware of this building that was proposed and it was an important issue to you. So how have you personally gotten involved? Um, right. Uh, so I am a volunteer with the Audubon chapter of Minneapolis. So I'm the conservation chair for that organization. And when I first joined, I heard about this issue and, um, you know, felt really passionate about it um, for a number of reasons, but uh, which I won't, won't go into um, right now, but uh, my involvement has been, you know, just trying to work with other uh, citizens in the area and, and people who um, care about this or don't know about it and just try to educate them um, and then also involve them uh, in, in fighting for the addition of a different type of glass on, mm. on this big structure. So there are alternatives to this highly reflective glass, uh, a number of different alternatives, but one of the most common ones that's out there is called fritted glass, 
Mm. And that's glass that uh, contains a ceramic uh, pattern on one side. And that pattern can be uh, many different things. A lot of times it's it's dots. And the size of the dots uh, can vary from, you know, covering 20% to up to 40% of the glass surface. And that those dots just allow the birds to then see the, the glass as a solid surface and avoid it. Um, and so it was, this glass, what's interesting is that it was originally designed for energy efficiency because it reduces heat gain right. uh, through the surface. Um, but it has this, this added benefit of um, saving the lives of birds. Uh, so it's, you know, it's been used in some buildings like the Javits Center in New York City, which mm-hmm. uh, they chose it for energy efficiency, but that building had suffered from having huge problems with bird window mm. collisions. And those have been estimated to have been reduced by 90 to 95% since they retrofitted it with this, this fitted glass. Wow. So, um, yeah, anyway, it's a it's a long battle that we are losing with the, the Vikings, um, but the hope is that just all of the publicity and media attention that's surrounded this, this issue that, you know, other more responsible developers and uh, building designers or homeowners will take into account this issue in, in the future. And to wrap up, as we like to do on our various topics of discussion, um, individually in one's own life and living space, you know, is there a single tip you could recommend folks do or, you know, a couple suggestions? Yes, definitely. So um, despite the stadium being this, you know, likely huge killer, it's estimated that the number of birds that are affected are on people's homes. So if you have these, you know, large picture windows are often a problem, um, that type of thing. And so there, there are a number of different things that you can do, such as making sure that uh, bird feeders are either really far away or within uh three feet of a window. So anything farther than that, the birds, when they leave the feeders, that's enough of a distance for them to be injured by by hitting your, your glass window. Um, you can also visit, uh, there's a, a link to a, a website on our blog, um, and that will take you to uh, a site that has a a number of different either films or decals that you can purchase to put on your windows that are you know barely visible to you but um but would help with the birds and so my grandmother would always put ribbons in her windows you know that you can just be creative but it's important to be aware that even your your small window could be a risk for for birds too great well thanks for all your tips and your information and for doing all this research. Um, you have, again, an amazing scholarly article, frankly, that 
uh, we are privileged to include on our blog. And again, please check it out, Green Thumbprint. Um, and we will check in again soon with more topics of interest to both Elise and I and others. Yeah. Thanks, Elise. Thanks, Keith. Bye.